Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of The Good with Kevin Thomas. I am Kevin Thomas, and I am happy to be here. We've got some beautiful weather today. It's uh, not too cool, not too hot. Uh, Just right. Just right. Sounds, Sounds like I'm talking about porridge. It's just right. But uh, today, uh, I obviously got some stories for you, and I've got some music as well. Uh, If you feel like saying hello, you feel like uh, telling me uh, what you think of the show or whatever you feel like talking about, uh, it's real simple. The number is 845-429-1700. That's 845-429-1700. And uh, we'll have a nice little chat. And, uh, you know, I I hope everybody is having a great day out there. Don't forget, immediately following this show, after news, traffic, and weather, we've got Clem in the PM coming up after this show. He'll give you that radiotherapy that he talks about. And... uh, it's always it's always an entertaining and interesting show. So tune in for that. Uh, another great episode of Stardust Memories. I got to give it to Dan. He really knows what he's doing, and uh, you know it just just it's so great to be a part of the lineup that we have here on WRCR. And I hope that all of you out there are enjoying the daily programming that you get here don't forget one thing that definitely uh, pushes us and definitely gets us going is sponsorship so uh, what you need to do if you own a business and you're looking to get your name out there contact Kerry that's k-e-r-r-y at wrcr.com or you could also contact Jeff, J-E-F-F, at WRCR.com and tell them you want to get your name out there on our airwaves. And uh, we'll definitely do that for you. Now, what I normally do at this time is talk about what happened on this date in music history, November 16th. So let's take a trip down memory lane. Back on this date in 1960, Patsy Cline, the legendary Patsy Cline, recorded the song I Fall to Pieces, which in the following year became her first number one hit on the country charts and her second hit single to cross over to the pop charts. So, uh... We are going to hear that song after I take my first break in about 10 minutes. You'll hear I Fall to Pieces right here on The Good with Kevin Thomas. 
Now, uh, on this date in 1968, Led Zeppelin played their first ever show. And they played it at the Manchester College of Science and Technology. They were paid £225 for the gig. Also on this date in 1968, the Jimi Hendrix Experience made it to number one on the charts with Electric Ladyland, their third and final studio album. You had songs like uh, Bob Dylan's uh, All Along the Watchtower. You had uh, Crosstown Traffic, Voodoo Child, a lot of great tunes on that album. Amazing how time flies. Uh, Back on this date in 1974, John Lennon was at number one on the singles charts with Whatever Gets You Through the Night. Of course, uh, collaboration with Elton John. And uh, they actually did, uh, in fact, uh, play on stage together. Uh, They played three songs they played i saw her standing there lucy in the sky with diamonds and whatever gets you through the night and uh after the show and if i'm not mistaken i believe that show happened at msg and uh after the concert lennon went backstage and there was yoko ono who he hadn't seen in a while what he called his uh, lost weekend. Now, uh, on this date in 1985, Starship, formerly known as Jefferson Starship, formerly known as Jefferson Airplane, Starship started a two-week run at number one with We Built This City. So, uh, I guess they built the city on rock and roll, according to them. Uh, Now, on this date in 2014, uh, U2's lead singer, Bono. Now, if I remember correctly, he was in Central Park. And he had a bicycle accident. He was rushed to New York Presbyterian Cornell Medical Center, underwent five hours of surgery, and they had to postpone a planned week-long residency on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Pretty crazy stuff right there. Now, on this date, in 1964... Canadian singer-songwriter, one of the best-selling jazz artists of all time, Diana Krall, was born. Nominated for Album of the Year at the 2000 Grammys. Won other awards like the uh, Junos, the uh, Canadian version of the Grammys. Now, uh, on this date in 1966... Dave Kushner, you maybe you might not know the name, but uh, David Kushner was the rhythm guitarist for the band Velvet Revolver, uh, featuring Scott 
Wyland on the vocals. And uh, we are going to hear a, a track from Velvet Underground. Now, you see, I, I'm playing I Fall to Pieces by Patsy Cline. It's only... It, 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 it only makes sense to play Velvet Revolvers fall to pieces. So you're going to hear that song later on in the hour. And uh, so that's what I got for music history today. In the meantime, we got a few minutes, so I'm going to tell you about this story right here. About a year ago, a woman by the name of Denise McCarty, 47 years old, living in Vermont, she took a DNA test and found her birth family in South Korea. Now, she was able to find out why 45 years ago, she was in an orphanage in South Korea. She would be adopted by a family in Vermont on Christmas Eve, 1976. And uh, all this time, Denise thought that she was abandoned as a baby. She figured her mother... Her birth mother had just turned her in to the orphanage. But she actually found out through a, a virtual reunion that was done last year that she was lost in a busy and crowded outdoor market in Korea, in South Korea. And uh, her birth family had been searching for her since then. So, like I said, last year they had a virtual reunion. Well, this year, Denise was able to travel to South Korea, matter of fact, on September 17th, and got to meet her birth family in person. She got off the plane at the international airport over there and... Uh, and uh, ran into her birth mother's arms. And uh, there's there's video of it online, and it's really touching to see her embrace her birth family after all these years. But uh, She said, uh, when I hugged my family, I didn't want to let them go. It was really hard. She hugged her Oma, which is a, a Korean word for mother. She hugged her twin sister. She had a twin sister this whole time and her older brother at the airport. And uh, from there, the her birth family took her to their home to meet the rest of the relatives. She met aunts and uncles and cousins and nieces and nephews and in-laws now, she was there for about 12 days, and uh, it was during the Chuseok holiday, and uh, they, they even celebrated her birthday, and she, she joked 
I wanted a birthday cake to celebrate all of the birthdays that my twin and I missed. And uh, they introduced her to Korean traditions and customs and uh, wearing hanbok dresses for special occasions. Uh, she visited her sister's chicken store, her brother's lottery store, her nieces and nephews' schools, and the president of South Korea's house. Now, uh, they also surprised her with gifts, and her brother, seeing how he had the lottery store, uh, actually gave her a lottery ticket. Now, Denise says, I never checked the numbers because I told him that I already won the lottery, and he asked, he asked me, you won the lottery? And I said, yeah, I found my Korean family. And to me, that felt like I had already won the lottery. So I really didn't need to check these numbers. So her birth name was actually saying A. And her twin sister is saying he. And uh, they got separated as I said, in, in a market, in a busy market, uh, while they were with her grandmother. And uh, she says, we held hands because I was worried I would get lost. Because you see, what they did w during the visit was they actually went back to that very market where she was lost. And she says... It was just really symbolic to be able to do that with my twin and my Oma because, again, that's where we were lost. And I felt like that gave my mom some closure. And uh, she says she's thankful that her Oma finally got the peace of mind that she'd been searching for four decades. Now, she plans to visit her Korean birth family once a year and she's already counting down the days until her next trip to Korea in the fall of 2022 she all she can say is that it's a dream come true she said a life-changing moment I didn't even have to bring any gifts they just wanted to see me that doesn't happen to people they're in my heart and I'm in theirs and I'm looking forward to seeing them next year. I can't come soon enough. Now, she says during her next trip, she wants to meet her birth father's side of the family. And uh, she found out about her uh, father that he became a heavy drinker after she disappeared and he died of liver disease about 20 years ago. She says she wants to meet her father's siblings, go to his hometown, and learn more about him. But such a touching story after all those years, 45 years apart, and they finally got to see each other. So, miracles do happen. They do happen, and, uh, and uh, I hope, again... I hope it, it, if it's a great day for you out there. And if it's not, just remember, everything is temporary, even troubles. 
So when we come back to The Good with Kevin Thomas, I will have Patsy Cline on the air with I Fall to Pieces. That's coming up when The Good with Kevin Thomas returns. It's great music that doesn't get in the way of your work. AM 1700 WRCR and WRCR.com. We all want to live healthier lives and make good decisions. Join me, Carrie Potter, on the second Thursday of each month at 5 p.m. for House Calls, a health series brought to you by Good Samaritan Hospital. Each show will feature a different health topic and specialist. Your calls and questions are welcome. That's the second Thursday of the month at 5 p.m. for House Calls, brought to you by Good Samaritan Hospital. Advancing care here. Marcello's Ristorante in Suffern offers unparalleled Italian cuisine in both small and large plates, as well as an extensive wine and cocktail menu. Visit MarcellosGroup.com for reservations, find out about their cooking classes, chef's table, and elegant events catering. Bring home Marcello's hand-picked products, extra virgin olive oils, artisanal pasta, and more. Marcello Russo DeVito is live on the morning show every Friday at 8.45 a.m. Call in with your cooking questions and find out about the latest specials. Visit Marcello'sGroup.com. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hi, I'm Kevin Thomas, host of The Good with Kevin Thomas. Every weekday at 2 p.m., I've got positive stories and music to get you through your afternoon. It's the daily boost you need, and it's on five days a week. The Good with Kevin Thomas, keeping you smiling. Weekdays at 2, after Stardust Memories, and before Clem in the PM, right here on WRCR and WRCR.com. The year was 2021. Times had changed. The world was a different place. Technology had taken over. Social media was king. Print advertising was dying, and so was radio. Only one man could save it from extinction. Hey, what's up, Clemaniacs? It's me, Clem. Hope you join me every weekday from 3 to 5 p.m. here on the world-renowned Clem Radio Network, WRCR AM 1700, online at WRCR.com, WRCR on smart speakers everywhere. Don't forget to tell your friends, family, and coworkers, like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and I'll see you at 3, Clemaniacs. All the love, and keep smiling. Weather. It's another beautiful day across the lower Hudson Valley. Not as many clouds as the last few days and more sun. So with temperatures in the low 50s, it'll be fairly pleasant. And for tonight, mostly clear skies and cold, lows 35 to 40. Then on Wednesday, a mostly sunny day with highs mid to upper 50s to near 60 degrees. Thursday, the nice day of the week. Highs in the low 60s and partly sunny skies. On Friday, increasing cloudiness, a chance of showers late in the day. And highs on Friday, 
between 58 and 63 for AM 1700 WRCR. This is meteorologist Mark Hannock. Up-to-the-minute weather information is always available on the WRCR website. Day or night, when you want the weather, check our website at WRCR.com. And the current temperature is 49. Listening to The Good with Kevin Thomas, that uh, song right there featuring the Jordanaires, that was Patsy Cline with one of her signature songs there, I Fall to Pieces. And uh, we are live here on WRCR. Coming up after this show is Clem in the PM, two hours of radiotherapy for you. Coming up in just a bit. Another half hour after news, traffic, and weather. Now, here's an amazing story that occurred in Pennsylvania. Now, uh, Pennsylvania State Police received a report 
of a possible plane crash around 8.30 p.m. on Sunday. And uh, they went out to the site near Bear Creek Township, about uh, 25 miles south of Scranton. plane had disappeared from radar after a rapid descent. It was a single-engine Cessna 150. It had taken off from Wilkes-Barre Scranton International Airport and crashed to the southeast shortly thereafter. And on the plane was a father and daughter. By the grace of God, they survived the crash. But it was frigid outside, and uh, they were lost in the Pennsylvania woods in the forest. And uh, so they... Police spent about five hours searching an area identified by the U.S. Air Force Rescue Coordination Center. And they were able to locate the father and daughter and the plane's wreckage about 2 a.m. on Monday morning. Now, temperatures at the nearby airport were right around 37 degrees in the overnight. And uh, when they found the father and daughter, they were in a pre-hypothermic state. Now, here's the interesting thing. The father, who's 58 years old, and the daughter, who's 13 years old, happened to carry with them a couple devices... The father had his cell phone, and the 13-year-old daughter had an iPad. And they were able to ping the cell phone and the iPad, and that's how they found them. They were transported with injuries to a nearby hospital, and uh, they're going to be all right. But how about that? It, you know, the, these, uh, this technology is amazing, isn't it? They, they, that they could uh, find, find people in a situation like this. Uh, really uh, just a remarkable story of survival. Uh, you know, to spend hours in the cold and, you know, the, to survive the plane crash itself. I mean, just... Uh, Phenomenal turn of events there. Now, uh, I want to talk about... Now, we're going to go to California with this one and uh, talk about 99-year-old Air Force veteran Colonel Vincent Scarano. Now, every time he looks... At an American flag, he remembers those who served and a country that's grateful for their sacrifice. Now, he doesn't have to look too far to find the American flag because uh, on Veterans Day, 
firefighters from the Riverside Fire Department installed a flagpole just outside his home. Colonel Scarano says, I look at our flag and I see those who served. I see a country that has reached out to serve. It means practically my soul, my life, this thing I've lived for. Now, he spent 31 years in the military. He served in World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War. And he's lived in Riverside since 1973. Uh, Riverside Mayor Patricia Locke Dawson said, So while he expresses his thanks here for this flag, the thanks is all ours. And uh, the, the kind gesture was stemmed from a visit to Luna's neighborhood by... Colonel Scarano's daughter, she noticed the flagpole in Luna's yard and asked him about it. After hearing about her father's military history, Luna was happy to do something for someone who had given so much. Luna said, I told her I don't mind coming out and doing it and doing it for free. So Luna and the uh, firefighters from Riverside installed the flagpole during their lunch hours and when they were finished, Luna saw how much it meant to him. So she, so he said, uh, we looked over and Colonel Scarano saluting the flag and crying. In that somber moment, it really hit hard. I have a new appreciation for the flag that I didn't have before. So thank you, Colonel Vincent Scarano, for your service to this country and 99 years old, God bless him. No doubt about it. Now, I got a couple minutes left before we get to the next break. If you feel like saying hello or you feel like uh, telling me off or uh, telling me that you root for the Islanders, which uh, uh, it could be worse, I guess. But you can give me a call at 845-429-1700. That's 845-429-1700. I love it when listeners call in and uh, share their good news or just say hello. So feel free to give me a call and uh, let me know what you think of the show. And uh, let me know if I should continue doing it. Now, I want to talk about this Iowa school teacher. Uh, now, he has a... Nate Evans is his name, and he has a... He's also a part-time woodworker. And uh, he noticed that some of the kids that were doing remote learning didn't quite have uh, the necessary equipment to learn. He says, I just, oh, wait, we'll hold off on that for just a second. I'll get back to that in a bit. You're on with Kevin and the Good. How are you? I'm good. It's Julie. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm doing great, Julie. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, 
Oh, have you heard any good news today, today? I want to hear what you have to say. I have a dopey joke. Okay. Um, what month do soldiers hate the most? Okay. What month do the soldiers hate the most? I don't know. March. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. On to your story. I love your story. God bless. All right. God bless. Thank okay. you for calling. Bye-bye. March. <laughs> That's funny right there. Now, uh, talking about Nate Evans, who, who works for the Des Moines Christian School in Urbandale, Iowa, he says, I just felt in my heart that it was like, this is what I need to do. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do kind of thing. So what he's decided to do was something he calls woodworking with a purpose. And it started last fall. Uh, many children had not had the means to do their schoolwork at home. So uh, he says, we, uh, the teachers, were told to tell kids they should have their own space to do their learning. And uh, you said, I just felt that was really unfair. Now, he says he wasn't just thinking about the burden this put on his own students, but what it meant for the inner city kids he had worked with for over a decade in earlier in his career. Now, he's been teaching for the past 16 years. He said, I knew what it was like for those families to be asked to provide something that could potentially cost hundreds of dollars to have. So what did he do? Well, he went to stores like, uh, he knew that stores like Target and Ikea didn't have uh, the products in stock at the time so this business, this woodworking business that he started out of his garage, uh, he decided to make it a mission. He headed out to Home Depot with some leftover cash that he had earned from some woodworking projects he had made with the kids. And he obtained about $300 worth of lumber on the first day and with the help of a bunch of people he was able to turn them into 13 desks then after he tweaked the design a little bit uh, he and his uh, team of 20 volunteers as well as his family began pumping out a few hundred desks to send them off to children throughout central iowa and uh, by December, his efforts were noticed by the CORE Foundation, which works to ignite and support charitable projects. And uh, so he had some help. Lumberyards started sending in donations, and hundreds of people started to help. And now uh, they, they were able to create 250 desks in a single day 
by May of last year, they had made over 2,100 deaths. He says it was much bigger than we could have ever imagined. And we started getting more and more publicity and people reaching out to try to help us do more. Now, uh, they've even gone as far as making wooden hope chests. So foster children around the area could st store to their belongings. Uh, Evan says, three of my nephews are adopted through the foster system, so I know what it's like for the kids to show up with nothing and not have a space that's actually their own. Uh, now, obviously, uh, as uh, has been the case with many products, the Lumber prices have been going through the roof, but uh, he's hoping that when the prices settle down, he'll be able to continue making desks and chests and other pieces of furniture so any child in need can have a space they can call their own. And he's hoping to not only, uh, not only help out more Iowans, but he's hoping to touch the lives of children throughout the country. He says uh, we've had about a dozen individuals or groups around the country and even into Canada and Mexico who have reached out to us and who have borrowed our plans. So that's pretty amazing stuff. Our teachers, I'll tell you. They don't get paid enough. They really don't. Nate Evans, kudos to you for doing such a remarkable thing. So when we return to The Good with Kevin Thomas, I will play you Velvet Revolver and the song Fall to Pieces when The Good with Kevin Thomas returns. If it concerns the Hudson Valley, it concerns us. AM 1700 WRCR and WRCR.com. Suez Update is a monthly show designed to keep Suez customers informed about the company's activities and events with a special focus on water conservation. Tune in on the first Tuesday of each month at 7.30 for their segment during the morning show with Jeff and Will, and then on the third Tuesday of each month following the news at 9 a.m. for the Suez Update show. You'll learn about important issues like water quality, water conservation, and the company's ongoing efforts to support community and nonprofit groups in Rockland. Learn more at SuezConserve.com. Suez Update on WRCR AM 1700 and WRCR.com. This is Clarkstown Supervisor George Homan. Please join me for my monthly show, Hometown Happenings, which airs the first Thursday of each month from 9.30 to 10 a.m. We will take your calls. We'll have special guests and update you about what's going on around town and in the county. So please join me, Supervisor George Homan, the first Thursday of each month from 9.30 to 10 a.m. for Hometown Happenings. You'll be happy that you did. I'm Tina Traster, editor and publisher of the Rockland County Business Journal. The need for local journalism is critical. RCBizJournal.com is a 24-7 digital news source covering local news stories about the economy, retail, real estate, local entrepreneurs, and more. Sign up for our professional business directory. Check out our commercial real estate listings. We deliver in-depth analysis every Monday at 9.15 with Jeff and Will on The Morning Show. And visit rcbizjournal.com to receive our free daily newsletter. That message you just listened to? 
Well, that could have been yours. To advertise your business on WRCR, take the first step now and click on WRCR.com to make it happen. Weather. It's another beautiful day across the lower Hudson Valley. Not as many clouds as the last few days and more sun. So with temperatures in the low 50s, it'll be fairly pleasant. And for tonight, mostly clear skies and cold, lows 35 to 40. Then on Wednesday, a mostly sunny day with highs mid to upper 50s to near 60 degrees. Thursday, the nice day of the week. Highs in the low 60s and partly sunny skies. On Friday, increasing cloudiness, the chance of showers late in the day. And highs on Friday between 58 and 63. For AM 1700 WRCR, this is meteorologist Mark Hannock. Up-to-the-minute weather information is always available on the WRCR website. Day or night, when you want the weather, check our website at WRCR.com. And the current temperature is 49.
timeless voice of Scott Weiland. Uh, really, you know, it's a shame that he died so young. He, he, Stone Temple Pilots and Velvet Revolver and uh, any of the solo work that he did, he, he really was a, a gifted singer. And uh, he definitely showed it on that song. Uh, another one they do is called Slither. That's a, a decent rock song as well. Uh, this more the rock ballad. And you can definitely hear uh, the Guns N' Roses feel to the song because uh, Slash and Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses were a part of this band. And so uh, definitely... Uh, Definitely a super group, if, if I'd say so. Uh, one moment here. Uh, spam calls, you gotta love it. Uh, now... Something told me I should check that call before I put it on the air. Uh, don't don't ask me how. But uh, anyways, we've got more stories to tell you. And uh, this one, we're going to go up to Mir, Michigan. And uh, Twin Rivers Elementary School. Now, uh, Twin Rivers Elementary School has 208 students. And recently, somebody who used to go to that school stopped by to give the students there quite the surprise. His name is Billy Strings. He's a country artist. He's a Grammy-winning country artist. And uh, he just recently stopped by uh, the elementary school and dropped off a U-Haul full of brand new guitars. Each of the 208 students at Twin Rivers Elementary received a guitar. He Now, Billy says... My, uh, my guitar has always been there for me through good times, bad times, and everything in between. The guitar has taken me places that I could only dream of. My hope is that one of these guitars does the same thing for one of these kids. I look forward to coming back and seeing how these future musicians progress for years to come. Uh, now, the elementary school's principal, Paul Frost, said he sat in the seats my students are sitting in right now. He's gone on to have the kind of success he's had. I think it opens up the possibility for the students here. If I work hard towards my dreams, I can achieve those dreams. Now, he says also, for him to come back, remember us, talk about how important this school was to him when he was a kid, how important the guitar was, 
and give something like that to every one of the kids here is such a meaningful and generous gesture. It's a beautiful thing. Now, uh, back in 2017, Rolling Stone named Billy Strings one of the top 10 new country artists. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Earlier this year, he took home a Grammy Award for Best Bluegrass Album. And uh, quite the generous soul to give back to the school that gave to him. Really just an awesome story right there. And uh, we only have a few minutes left in the show, so I will share with you one more story. Jonathan Tiong. Now, when he was, he's, he's 24 now, but when he was a baby, a neurologist told his parents that he wouldn't live past the age of two. You see, he was diagnosed with type 2 spinal muscular atrophy, which is a rare genetic condition that causes muscles to become weak and break down. It's a progressive disease, so it will likely get weaker and weaker with time. But here's the beauty of it. He's 24 now. And he just graduated as valedictorian for the National University of Singapore's class of 2021. He graduated in uh, October. And uh, he's landed a job with a wealth fund where he currently works full-time as an editorial writer. Uh, He studied communications and new media. And uh, he says, I think that's a recurring theme. I'm always being caught by surprise about good things. He described himself as a very plain and average student through his uh, college days. And uh, when he's not studying and working hard... He's playing the online game RuneScape and watches Twitter streams. Now, he also regularly writes columns and blog posts. Uh, It's a love of writing that he's felt in recent years. He says, I didn't think I'd be valedictorian for the simple reason that I wasn't a typical valedictorian. I didn't lead a co-curricular activity. I wasn't the captain of some sports team, that kind of thing. I studied a lot, got good grades, but so did a lot of other people. So I didn't really feel outstanding. But it is pretty amazing that in a world that is made mostly for able-bodied people, Jonathan was able to overcome so many obstacles. And uh, if you look online, there's actually a picture of Jonathan Tiong uh, with his cap and gown and in his wheelchair. And, uh, you know, it really is uh, remarkable that 
he's been able to survive all these years and was able to achieve what he's achieved. Uh, so kudos to Jonathan Tiong for making it this far, and he's going to make it even further as time goes on. Well, we've reached the end of the show, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. There will be, God willing, another edition of The Good with Kevin Thomas tomorrow at 2 after Stardust Memories. Coming up next, we've got Clem in the PM. Stay tuned for that. I'm Kevin Thomas. God bless, and have a good day.